right, guys, welcome to another podcast that we have here for y'all of Knippa Saves the World. This week, we actually have a special podcast that's um, Christmas themed. And so me and Brody are really excited about that. Um, Brody, how was your weekend? It was pretty good. I mean, I, I hung out in my grandma's place in Brady. It was a long drive, but it was fun to be there. What about you? No, I didn't do that much. Um, I'm actually planning on going to my aunt's house to set up for Christmas, and I'm getting in my Christmas spirit. I watched a, a documentary on Elf, the Christmas movie. Um, are you excited? I know that's for- one of your favorites. Yeah, I am. But are you excited for Christmas? Oh, heck yeah. I love Christmas. It's my favorite time of year. My, my main reason is because not only do I get gifts, which is always awesome, but I really enjoy cold weather, which surprisingly is not really happening right now here in Texas. It's almost, what is it? It's like the ninth right now, or it's, it's the ninth of November. Or it's the ninth of December and it's 80 degrees outside right now. This is silly. It's really hot. Um, we had a cold front though, and it felt pretty good for a few days. I played basketball for a while outside and I like the cold. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the best part about it is the mornings, right? Cause the mornings in the mornings when I walk here, it's like 40 something degrees. It's really nice and cool for me. Oh, actually I have a room where I go and I record. And so in the mornings when I come over here to, to come to school or whatever, I have to walk outside and I freeze my butt off every morning and I hate it, but I do like the cold when it's like reasonably like breezy kind of like that. So, yeah, well, not only that, but you got to admit that those uh, those Christmas tunes that uh, led us into this podcast were pretty cheery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Christmas music. That's my my all time favorite music is I, I could play Christmas music year round and I would be just completely suffice. I'd be super happy. Of. <laughs> Deck well, the halls um, with boughs of jewelry. <laughs> no, please don't sing. Yes. Um, <laughs> no. So um, we're so excited to be here with y'all once again for another episode of Knippa Saves the World. Um, for those of y'all that keep coming back, we really appreciate it. And for those of y'all that are just tuning in for the first time, thanks for tuning in. And hopefully you'll stay for the whole podcast. Um, this podcast is actually sponsored by SWTJC, also known as Southwest Texas Junior College, which can provide you with a quality education that's close to home at a price that you can afford. Um, up next, we have Brody who's going to tell us all about the Rock Crush Review. So let's go, Brody. Tell us what you got. Oh, shoot, Mia. I didn't realize I was going on. I, that was that went by way quicker than I thought. Anyways, all right, welcome to the Rock Crush Review. Uh, to start off with, we got some birthdays from uh, not only this week, but or not, not this week, from next week and the week of Christmas. All right, so to start off with, we've got uh, on the 21st, we have Liam Duran and Claire Dean. On the 22nd, we have Diego Garza. On the 23rd, we have Liz Garza, a staff member, and Elliot Miller. On the 25th, we have Katie Hughes, another staff member. On the 27th, we have Sarah Dorsum, staff, and Bentley Chekets, and Marie Hernandez. On the 28th, we have Sonia Garza, another staff member, Jordan Nash, Kellen O'Grady, on the, 23- on the 31st, we have Cole Monk and Carter Morgan. On the, uh, on the 2nd of January, we have Amelia Stroff. And on the 3rd of January, we have Ronald Korsinski and Liliana Larson. And Ella, Stanford, uh, Ella Sanford. Sorry. And on the 4th of January, we have Beth 
uh, Spear, another staff member, Victoria Esquivel, and Yasina Salinas. Uh, that's it for the birthdays. Next up, we have sports updates. Uh, we don't have any updates for other for sports right now, but we do have some UIL. Uh, we have the one-act play. The junior one-act play district competition was held on Saturday, December 5th at Lakey ISD. The results for Kanipa are honorable mention all-star cast, Amelia Stroff as Mrs. Blinky and the Frog, uh, Alveri Lands as the Nun, Adela Martinez as the Old King Cole, uh, we have Neve Vasquez as the high school girl, Jaden Taylor as the high school boy, uh, Ali Collins as the town fool, and Angelina Rosas as the lawyer. All-star crew, Cameron Santos, sound, and S Steven Gatto as l for lights. All-star cast, we have Joaquin Schlesinger as the old man, Addison Day as the waitress, Alicia Teague as the old hag, Avery Adams as the businessman, Ella Packer as Prince Arlo Marlowe, and Abigail Knapp as the old man. Best performer, Ashley Williams as the homeless girl. The Magic Well placed third and Tracks placed second. The plays were directed by Lee Neal, Claire Dean, and Adriana Olivares. Lee Neal, state, er, Lee Neal stated that, I would like to thank Lakey ISD for hosting the meet. I would also like to thank Lori Zimmerman and Mackenzie Adams for their help. It was an honor to, direct, to help direct these kids in the two plays. There is so much talent in the group. Lastly, I would like to thank Claire Dean for helping to direct both plays. She is, very, she is a very talented director, and kids love her. All right, that's it for sports updates. We have, lastly, school announcements. All right, we got a few announcements for this week, or next week. First one is, uh, on the week of the 14th through the 17th, we have a dress code kind of fun way of doing it. For Merry Monday, wear your favorite red and green attire. Uh, Mad About Plaid Tuesday, we uh, have wear your favorite flannel shirt. Winter Wednesday, wear blue and white. Uh, it's a Frozen theme, guys. Come on. Ugly Christmas sweater Thursday, break out your ugliest and tackiest holiday sweater. And along with the ugly Christmas sweater, uh, we have teach your ugly Christmas, uh, ugly Christmas sweater contest on Thursday, December 17th. It's a student's vote. The top three best ugly sweaters win a prize. All right, and lastly for our announcements, we have Secret Santa. For those who are participating in the Secret Santa next week is the week of giving. You will deliver a small gift on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then the final gift on Thursday to reveal who their Secret Santa has been. If you need help passing out the gifts, please let us know. Alrighty, guys, that's it for my Rock Crusher Review segment. Up next, we've got Mia talking about all the news of COVID-19 in the Pandemic Review. Take it away, Mia. Welcome to the Pandemic Review. So, this week, we've got a lot of news, we've got some good news, we've got some bad news, and we've got some news. So, let me start off by saying, worldwide, we have 68.5, we have had 68.5 million cases. In Texas, we've had 1.37 million cases of COVID. 
Um, in Uvalde County, we've had a total of 1,262 cases of COVID, and actively in Uvalde County, we have 87 cases of COVID. And that's according to what I saw today. And so, um, you know, a lot of the spike that we see in cases is largely due to to what happened over Thanksgiving break. You see, you saw a lot of people going out and being with their families, and that's fine. But um, a lot of people should have done it in a safer way, you know, with masks or outside or something. And ultimately, it is up to the families and individuals. But um, yeah, there there could have been a safer way to do it. And I think a lot large spike i mean it's it's very likely that the large spike is due to due to people seeing each other um so a lot of uh dc officials health officials government officials they're all looking at at this spike in cases and they're trying to find ways to to help lower the numbers and the reason i said dc officials was because it was actually the mayor of dc that decided to suspend all sports in their area so that includes organized sports, high school extra extracurricular activities, competitions, all of that stuff is being suspended um, in by the DC mayor because I, I'm they're seeing the spiking cases and they're trying to do things to um, to prevent those cases from still rising. And so um, I don't know if this is what's well, obviously not exactly relevant because you know Uvalde, Texas isn't even anywhere near DC, but um, you, I think it's good to look at what government officials are doing in other areas to get an idea of what might happen here in Texas. And so while it is pretty far away where they did that, I think it's very likely that other government officials, especially in Texas, one of the states with some of the higher cases, um, it's very likely that something like that might happen here. And so I actually have some good news for Brody. And even though it feels like I've been saying it for for the last four for podcasts we've done, but um, the vaccine, the vaccine is is progressing, and that's what's good is that it hasn't stopped and that it's still moving as of right now. It's still going. They're still testing it out, and we're getting a lot of positive feedback about it. Um, some of the news when I was looking this up that I found interesting was that um, one of the one of the vaccine doctors or whatever you want to call him, his name was Doctor William Moss, and he did a webinar at John Hopkins. And um, he started talking about how if if someone already has had COVID, then they should still get the vaccine. And I thought that was interesting to know because a lot of people will assume, you know, oh, I already had COVID. I have like immunity and whatever, but that's not how it works. And so he was saying, yes, right now, if I were to recommend it or if he were to recommend it, it would be to definitely go ahead and get the vaccine. And um so yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm excited that the vaccine is coming and I'm excited that it will be distributed. So um, like I said, that's all we have for the pandemic review. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it and I hope you guys are staying safe. I hope you continue to wear your masks, you continue to social distance, and you continue to not cough in each other's areas. <laughs> and so um, up next, we have me talking about the story of the week. <laughs> You already know what time it is. It's time for the story of the week. So for this week's story of the week, I don't really have like a specific story to reference, but me and my family, we've always gone skiing for Christmas break and we always go to a resort in Colorado. And it's kind of a tradition that we always have whenever I'm with my mom. So 
that's what I'm gonna be talking about today. A few stories of, you know, just what went down when we were skiing. I have some funny stories. I have some like, some just things that happened while we were skiing. So the first thing that happened was it was already so we go skiing for a couple a couple days. You know, it, I think it was about six. It was already our last day that we were gonna be skiing. So me and my stepdad, we went up to the mountains, whatever. And it was a long day. We were there for like at least seven hours already. I was really tired. We we're trying to ski most of the mountain though. And so we went up to the top when we started skiing. Um, I think we started skiing more of like the harder ones, like the blue ones and stuff like that. Because they like categorize the slopes or whatever. And so we started skiing some of the harder ones. And while we were up there, um, it got really cold. And I remember looking, because they had the ski lifts, and so they take you higher in the mountain. And so I remember my body was freezing. I couldn't even feel it anymore. And at that point, it was, I honestly, I don't think I was aware of how cold it was because I couldn't feel it. <laughs> there was like nothing that I felt. And so we were in the mountains and we were going up the ski lift. I turned to Hector, which is my stepdad's name. And I'm like, Hector, your beard is frozen. And it like had frozen or whatever, like frostbite almost on it. And then he looks at me and he laughs and he's like, so are your eyebrows. And I touched my eyebrows and a bit of my eyebrow came off. And when I tell you, I was so scared. I was like, nah, -uh, I'm not losing my eyebrows today. And it was like a solid piece of the end. And so I told my stepdad, I was like, we're going down. We, and like after that, we skied the whole mountain just straight down because nah, -uh, I'm not messing with that. <laughs> you know, it was fun. I can deal with my body freezing cold, but I will not risk my eyebrows. And, you know, my eyebrows aren't even that good, but I'm not risking them. <laughs> and so then um, another story that happened was when we were skiing, um, it was, I don't know if it was that year. It might have been a different year. But every year when I was real young, you know, I was just advancing. We'd only go for like five or six days at a time. And so every year we would go, we would try to ski um, like a, a steeper slope or scarier slope, whatever you want to call it, because they have different categories. Like they have the green and then they have the blue and then they have the black and then the black diamond. And so, you know, progressively, I tried to go more and more and more and as much as I could. So this one, it was really steep and it had some moguls, which are like, I think that's how you say it. They're like little dips almost in the in the snow. So you're it's really fun. You like kind of bounce when you ski and you can look up a picture of it, but it, it looks cool on a ski thing on a slope. And so um, we were skiing once. Right. And it was my my ski. Something happened where one of my skis got caught in the snow and it came off my foot. And so basically, I didn't know what to do because usually when that happens, you fall over. But I didn't fall over, I just kept skiing. And at that point it was just like, I only had one ski on. And so then somehow I got flipped around backwards and I started skiing on one ski backwards. And I just remember like seeing, I was faced like the other direction and I was going backwards. And I remember seeing Hector like come straight at me and he was looking at me like, what the heck are you doing? And so then I, I couldn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like bouncing up and down and up and down. And so I like threw myself, I threw myself to the side because I had to make myself fall because I don't know I don't know what happened I've never done that before and it was the weirdest thing ever I wasn't expecting to do it but now every time like something like that happens where one of my skis like falls off or my boot comes undone or something like that if I can't immediately stop I'll just like throw myself to the side which isn't the most professional thing to do but if I don't do that my ski will be like left up at the top of the mountain and so I have to do that but um my final story is about um so it's it's not like that funny or anything but um so i don't really there's a there's a type of skiing where you can ski like ramps and do jumps and do all this crazy like almost x game stuff but with skis 
and I don't do that. <laughs> I'm a very simple, I'm a simple girl. I like to go up to the top of the mountain and I like to ski down. You maybe hit some moguls, go off, you know, some some steepness, but nothing crazy. And so there we went down this one slope and I didn't realize, but there were some there were some ramps. And so when we were going down, there they kind of like merges off and so it wise off where there's like two paths and one of them you'll go off you'll go higher and higher and higher and then you'll end up going off the side and then it merges with the original path and so Hector went one way and I was like oh this way looks fun and so I went the other way and when I was going I didn't realize that I was literally about to jump off a mountain and so then I couldn't I couldn't stop and I just I kept going and I was like well we'll see what happens and I landed it and so I was like pretty high and I mean I wasn't okay I wasn't that high but I was an impressive amount of high for myself and um I landed it and ever since that happened I find myself having this recurring dream where I'm skiing at that same resort and it's like a green so it's a really easy slope but then I just go off a mountain and I die and then when I wake up, I'm like, wait a minute. But I cannot tell you how many times I've had that dream. And I'm pretty sure it's because of what happened when I went down that ramp. But those are my stories of the week. And they all happen around Christmas. And at the resort that we stay at, they have like this thing at the end of the... Well, not at the end of the day, but at the end of like... At, on Christmas, where they hire this man who, who dresses up as Santa. Because, you know, the real Santa's in the North Pole. And so he dresses up as Santa and he skis down and it's like this really cool light show that they have. And so that's another fun thing that I like to do when I when we went skiing for Christmas. And so, like I said, that's all for the story of the week. I hope you enjoyed my stories. If I have a lot more of me busting my butt down a slope. So if you want to hear those, you know, let me know and I'll be happy to let you laugh at my pain. Anyway, um, next up we have Brody and he's going to tell us about what movie of the week he picked for Christmas. Alrighty, uh, I am up for the movie of the week. And for this Christmas special, I am going to be talking about, a, of course, a Christmas movie. Uh, I'm going to choose one of my favorite Christmas films. It's not my top favorite, but it's one of my favorites. It's the 2004 film The Polar Express. Uh, this movie is an animated, fun-filled adventure with a deeper meaning than most people probably think. Uh, Mia, have you heard of this before? Sadly, this I have heard of this movie before. Sadly? Sadly. What's wrong with this film? What's wrong what? with this film, Mia? Come on, man. Give me an answer, please. I want to know uh, why. Just, it's really, it's really boring. It's really boring, and it's long and um boring every teacher used to play it because it was like the pg christmas movie and so you would, you would just have to listen to like the beginning of the movie because it's so long and so then you would just at this point it's just like i don't care about it i don't i don't know it's a christmas film and i respect you and your opinion on it but i just it's it's not for me it's not my my cup of tea well i mean do you not like, I mean, there's Tom Hanks in it. Do you not like Tom Hanks? No, I actually love Tom Hanks, but I don't like okay. the okay. Polar that, Express. That makes me feel a bit better, all right? Um, so what is your, you said this movie is boring, but I got to say it's not boring. I so, I'll say it's boring in some scenes, but my favorite scene is when the train gets, uh, it's like the roller coaster ride sort of thing, and it ends up on the ice. And they're like being chased by the like slowly cracking ice that's behind them. 
Yeah, I was on Twitter or something, and I think I saw a video of them making that. I but I do like the memes, like that one where like me, why does my back hurt all day? And then it's like that guy like turning over with his neck all sideways. I do like that meme. That's funny. Oh yeah, <laughs> I gotta admit, there's there's plenty of good memes from the Polar Express. Yeah, like the uh, what is not the conductor, uh, that the the one guy that Tom Hanks plays. He's like the major guy in the film. He sings like, uh, "We got like we got it hot, hot, hot." That that guy. Yeah. I can't remember what the heck the name is. Dang. Anyways, like he's my favorite character in the entire movie. I just love him. He's awesome. Anyways, um, thank you for your feedback, Mia. I'm gonna go ahead and explain the plot of this movie. All right. So, the story of this film is that a boy no longer truly believes in the spirit of Christmas. But as he is sleeping on Christmas Eve, he is awoken by a large locomotive speeding through his neighborhood. He walks outside and gets called by the conductor to come aboard. The boy is hesitant at first, is hesitant at first but as the train starts to leave, his curiosity forces him to climb aboard. This starts the movie off and puts this young man's once-in-a-lifetime adventure into motion, which takes him on a journey through frozen landscapes, crazy scenarios, and life-changing events. The basis of this movie is to don't stop believing and to face your doubts in life and overcome your fears. If you haven't watched this film, I highly recommend you to. Um, it is filled with both comedic and heartwarming scenes, along with some action in some places like that scene I described to you before, Mia. And besides, it's got Tom Hanks in it. Like I said, he's the guy who voices Woody from Toy Story. He's the best. Anyways, I hope you all enjoyed my choice of the movie of the week. Next up, we have our sponsored ad with Ben. Are you looking for a quality education that's close to home and at a price you can afford? Well, Southwest Texas Junior College is the place for you and has been serving our region for nearly 75 years. Southwest Texas Junior College, also known as SWGJC, offers a wide range of academic and technical programs. You can earn an associate's degree and transfer to a four-year university or earn a technical certificate and go straight into the workforce. Registration for spring 2021 classes is now underway, so make plans now to begin or continue your higher education at Southwest Texas Junior College. To find out more about the college and programs offered, visit swtjc.edu. Special thanks to SWTJC for sponsoring this podcast. Now it's time for Mad Libs with Mia. And now it's time to lock and load with Mad Libs with Mia. <laughs> because I don't exactly understand what you want. Like, I don't get it. Welcome to Mad Libs with Mia. So, today we have Brooklyn who will be helping me complete a Christmas Mad Lib for y'all. So, Brooklyn, aloha, and welcome to the podcast. Hello. How are you doing today? Um, I'm, I'm just vibing. I'm pretty bored. Nothing to do, really. Is it windy where you're at? Yes. It's like um, 5,000 miles per hour wind over by my house. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden it just picked up and... A tornado freaking came through yeah i went outside and i was like walking and i was just trying i mean i have to like walk like from where i'm at to my main house and i was when i was doing it i was like falling over and i was like whoa whoa 
<laughs> and I was like going to the side. Yeah. I was like, it's okay, play it cool, play it cool, laugh it off, and keep walking. <laughs> I sent you the the thing with a bunch of just nouns and adjectives and verbs. Oh yes. And such. If you want to use it, you don't have to use it, but just in case you get stumped, those seem to like Christmas kind of. Is there an umbrella term for that for nouns, adverbs, and adjectives? I don't know. I was just thinking that because I was going to look some more up. <laughs> and I was it's like, like a mouthful uh, to say all of them. But I don't know. I don't know what a word would be. But yeah, if you want to use those, use more. I don't really care. This Mad Lib, I got it from online. And I don't know if you've seen some of my last podcast, but one, the one that I got online, it does not make sense. Like the whole, the premise of it, they're just like, it feels like somebody was just being lazy about it and just took out random words. So I don't really know if it um, makes sense. But this one's about selecting a tree for Christmas. All right. So the first thing I need is an adjective. All right. Um, let's go with chocolatey. Okay. Now another adjective, please. Slippery. We actually have a lot of words to go through, so. But it's okay. Okay. Um, a room now. So I guess like a room in your house. Oh, um... Like, kitchen. Bathroom. Bathroom, okay. And then two plural nouns. Plural nouns. Just add an S to any of those words. <laughs> Mittens and noses. Mittens and noses? Yes. Okay, and then three nouns. They're in a row, so just... Um, bag. Icicle. And... What is that? One of the lists, one of the words on the list you gave me is topo, topogen. Hopo topogen? Yeah, I don't know what that is. I didn't spell that. Hold on, I'll look at it. Hope. Oh, it's like a sled. Okay, icicle. Did you want that word? Because I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> Just put like sled. Okay, sled. Okay, and then another, another adjective. Uh, sparkly. Okay. Okay, oh, now another noun. Another noun. Uh, fireplace. Place, okay. And a number? 7.6. That's a good number. And then a plural noun. Um, arrows. And then another noun. Let's do snowplow. Have y'all already set up your Christmas tree? No, we're still moving into our new house, so we haven't had the chance, sadly. Oh, okay. I have, we just set ours up this past week, but it has like one gift under it. Also, we set up like the Christmas skirt under the tree. And yeah. we like let our dogs loose. And then I walked into the living room and she, my dog, her name's Sage, she was just like squatting on the tree. And I was like, Sage. Oh no. <laughs> mom got mad at her, but she's just the cutest thing. So it's really hard to stay mad at her. Oh um, my gosh. Now I need two colors. Two colors. Um, let's go Christmas colors. Let's do green and red. And then it says something alive. And I don't know what that means. I, I, <laughs> I think that's part of this being an online Mad Lib is that this kind of finicky. But some, say something alive, I guess. Crab. Crab, okay. And then a person in the room, but it can just be like a person you know. Because I guess, I guess this is supposed to be done with a big group of friends or something. <laughs> Not with Miss Rona. Imagine um, that. But Let's do... Person that I know. Let's do Dorothy. Dorothy Allen. 
And then the last thing I need is one more person. Just a one more uh, person. It has to be a man, though. A man? A man. A male that you know. <laughs> Larry Allen. Larry Allen. Perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> Larry Allen is Dorothy Allen's brother. In case anybody doesn't know that iconic name. Okay. Who wouldn't it. know? It's online, so I'm going to have to... That's it, by the way. <laughs> but it's online, so I'm going to have to, like, look back and forth. But I'll try my best. Okay. Okay. No Christmas season can really be chocolatey unless you have a slippery tree in your bathroom. If you live in a city, <laughs> if you live in a city, you will see many vacant, vacant mittens filled with hundreds of noses for sale. If you live in the country, you can get your own bag right out of the forest. Pollution. That's America for you. Pollution. <laughs> <laughs> Go out with a icicle and sled. And when you see a, oh, that makes sense. Go out with an icicle and sled. And when you see a sparkly tree you like, you can dig it up and plant it in a fireplace. Yeah, it makes so much sense. <laughs> then you can use it for 7.6 years to make it. Why would they even put years? A tree will not last that long. Well, especially if you plant it in a fireplace. Kids, don't plant your trees in a fireplace. Please don't. <laughs> they will not last 7.6 years. To make sure your tree is fresh, shake the branches off and see if the arrows fall off onto the snowplow. Make sure the tree is very green, okay? Nothing looks worse than a red tree. Just follow these directions and you can have a perfectly beautiful crab in front of your room for weeks. Remember, poems and Mad Libs are made by fools like Dorothy Allen. But only real men like Larry Allen can make a tree. Oh my go. god. There you go. That was a good ending. I like that ending. That really was. Shout out to Dorothy and Larry. Dorothy decorated her tree actually today, and I'm gonna call her and tell her she should have waited for Larry because only real men like Larry. She didn't wait for Larry? <laughs> no, I I suppose not. I mean she's I don't know where he's at, but she did it all by herself this morning. Which is, you know, good for her. Good for her. So, um, are you going to go anywhere for Christmas? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, my voice cracked really bad. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do for, for Christmas yet. I mean, probably not go anywhere because of Mr. Rowan. I'll probably just, like, hang out with my grandparents that are here. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't have anything. I haven't, I haven't gone anywhere in so long, so that's probably what I'll do. Around these times, it makes me miss skiing so much because my family used to do it every year. Do you have anything like that where you, like, miss it because you used to do it every year? Like, it's just something you're used to doing? Yeah, um, I suck at skiing because I'm, like, super uncoordinated. But um, <laughs> I used to ski when I was little because I was short enough and I didn't have giraffe legs. Um, but uh, we just go to Colorado, and, like, I think yeah, it was really two right. years ago I went, and we got stuck in a blizzard, and that sounds scary, but it was actually really fun. It's actually fun to ski when it snows. It's like, because you get like the fresh powder and stuff. I've been, I talked about all the times that I fell earlier in the podcast, but I've had some like, some crazy stuff happen to me while I'm skiing. Like there was one time I lost a ski and I just started skiing backwards on one ski. And I don't know, I was, I'm honestly like kind of proud of that moment because I was so balanced. How did you not fall? That's my question. (laughs) 
I don't know, but I, cause I, I like clip my ski on something and I actually, I think I talked about it in class before when I was talking about um, like the process of learning to ski, but it's like, you shouldn't really be afraid. I mean, don't get me wrong. You can get super injured while skiing. I've never gotten injured though, but when you have like your boots on, there's, there's your skis should be loose enough or like kind of just tight enough, but also loose enough so that um, if you fall or if you like hit a tree, <laughs> your skis come off so that your feet aren't just like completely twisted, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I guess I, I hit something that was like solid enough where my ski went off and then I was just going down backwards with one ski and it wasn't, it was like a blue, so it wasn't that bad of a, of a slope. Um, thank you for doing this podcast. I, I'm running out of people. I'm going to have to start those, like making voices by myself, pretending like I'm two people so that, <laughs> so that I can get these podcasts done. But um, thank you for joining Brooklyn. Um, I appreciate it. I hope you listen to this podcast. I think it's going to be really good. And if you're listening to it now, shout out to future Brooklyn listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so up next, we have new technology with me, Ben, and Brody. So let's go to that. Let's 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 not make this harder than it has to be to be to be. Hey guys, so in this tech segment, we have some interesting topics to cover. Um, although I was actually pretty surprised by these things. Um, so the first thing we have is the hover bike, and the second thing I actually really want to talk about is the Amazon drone technology for a lot of reasons, but we'll get to that later. Um, so the first thing we're going to talk about is hover bikes. I, I think these things are really cool. Like when you think of a hover bike, you think of like, I don't know, not just like a bike that can hover, but like, um, I think of back to the future, but a hover that can bike. No. <laughs> I think of back to the future when it has like the hoverboards, which I, I really want an actual hoverboard. Like I don't want wheels or anything. I want then it to in, hover. Vent one. Huh? Cause like Invent I've seen one. like those hoverboards, but this on. is a hover bike. But like, even our hoverboards don't like really hover. Well, what is, how is it going to be a hover bike? Like, what is, does it going to have wheels or what, how is it going to be? Explain that to me. (laughs) Basically, like your typical hover bike, like when you think of a hover bike, it's, it's a single seater turbo, turbo, like turbo fan powered. Like it's powered by fans, like those four little like fans that like blow up. So like drones? I guess they, they generate like an updraft. I think. So you're telling me if I buy one of these things, I can ride around like Vector from Despicable Me? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> because if I can be like Vector, then <laughs> I might just buy I'm one of those other bikes. Yeah. Um, but it has like a vertical takeoff and it's basically a quadrocopter, I guess is like what you could call it. But oh, these things are just like really cool. Um, they're actually really new. Like I was pretty surprised, but I thought like people have been trying to make these a lot recently, but the first successful like, uh, model was built by British inventor Colin Furge. Um, I think, I think that's how you say it. Um, in 2016 and a the bunch British of people, man. yes, a, a, a British man, a, British a bunch man. of, Wait, that was a bunch Scottish. of like inventors. That was Jamaican actually. I don't know. <laughs> You What's want that? some man? <laughs> the British man. <laughs> it's British man. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> but but basically, like how capitalism goes, you know, you got one guy who makes it, and then everyone else like goes and takes his idea, but makes it better. <laughs> yeah. Capitalism. Um, Jeez. 
but like they've also improved it substantially so like the newest models are really really cool okay so government with ben teaching us about all kinds of stuff <laughs> thank you brady you're welcome so all of the like i would say a large majority of the successfully created hover bikes are electric powered like you're not going to see one that's diesel powered or i guess gasoline um, I want a solar panel powered one. Just have that's a big old solar panel on the back. Well, yeah, but it's not like a battery that you put in the back. It's a solar panel. <laughs> you just put like a like an antenna, but it's a solar panel. On the well, back what the, if it was like thing. something you would hook up like to your backpack, and then what if you got the power from riding? That would be <laughs> from riding. Cool. Yeah. Oh, from riding. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See yeah. What you're I don't what know how it? that would no, work. No, me, me. All I can imagine. But... No, all I can imagine me is what you just said, like riding with like R I D I N G. It's just like those Peloton bikes. So you're just like spinning in midair, and that's where you get your energy from. I mean, but also, that, I have something that would work. Have you I don't seen know that... if it would ever be possible, though. Yeah, I because... don't really know how that would work because it would be hard to like if you. I don't know how it would work. It'd be kind of complicated. <laughs> that's not for me to figure out, figure out though. Because, like, the best models they have right now, Brody and Mia, it's, it can only go up to, like, 40 miles per hour, up to 13 miles. Like, you think it would be able to do more than that. But oh, that's too so slow for Brody. Right, like, Brody goes 80 on the highway. <laughs> if, if that. I don't know about that, Mia. <laughs> yeah. But, but ben, 13 miles. 13 miles. It's trash. They need to have one that can go more than that. Yeah, that I think, is pretty I, slow. I think ben, it's because they're ben, trying to I make them small. Thing. Ben, I have one thing that I just thought of. So you're saying like the the major things about these bikes is the fact that it's got like those four like drone like uh, blades that spin around in circles, right? Right. And they're on like each corner. It's like a square. Mm-hmm. What would happen if you fell off that thing? You'd be falling into your own propulsion system. Here's what I don't get. So it's just, it... I don't want to get gory here, but it would just be like oh, so much fun, and then all of a sudden you'd be like, disappear. No, listen, here's what I don't get. What is the point of a hover bike or a hover, like, skateboard or whatever? Because, like, the whole point of a skateboard is supposed to be, isn't it supposed to be, like, for travel or to be, like, cheaper so that you can travel? Well, actually, skateboards cost a lot. But, and then the whole point of a bike is so that you can, you can work out and you can, like, work Go from place out. to place. Yeah. yeah, or go from place to place. Like, those are the main reasons people buy a bike. So, it's kind of like, is there really a need for this in society? The only thing that would make this a plausible thing that society needs is if it's fast. And 13 miles per hour isn't exactly what I call fast. Oh, <laughs> so, it's, so, it's... I, I think I messed yeah. that up. It's 40 miles per hour, but up to 13 miles. It can only go 13 miles. What? Yeah, oh, that's I know that, that's what that's I know. I know exactly. Trash. Never the mind. Reason. That's worse than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Mia, I know exactly the reason why people are inventing this stuff is because they're bored. Yeah. Well, but I think it's, it's like for rich people like, though, because like you can buy one of these things for two hundred thousand dollars. Like they're pretty expensive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The concept of like a bike or a skateboard is supposed to be like either it's cheaper than a car, you can lose weight with it, or you can get from place to place, but when you change it into like a hover bike or hoverboard, you're completely defeating those things because all of a sudden it's not faster than a bike or, or not faster than a car and you can't work out with it because it's doing all of the stuff by itself. So like there's no 
real point. I mean, travel, yeah, but you're going to go be going slow <laughs> and not that far. Unless you're going somewhere like that's 13 miles from your house, you're pretty much, you're not going to make it. <laughs> so I actually saw this one, the one use for it that I thought was pretty cool. I guess technically two, but um, the first one being in New York, they have this um, helicopter pad that's just for their hover bike thing. And they airlift people on the hover bike. Like they have a certain kind of hover bike that's like enclosed. It's not like you're just on top of it, but where they can airlift people and there's like a straight path they, they can take like through the air to the other hospital. So that, that is pretty cool. That is because, pretty cool. because of how packed New York is, they can't just take the subway with a dude. So you just like, like have somebody like on like a table that's like, having a heart attack and you take the subway. <laughs> that's funny. Oh shoot, and then, we gotta pay with card. And then uh the second one, Brody, so I think I actually saw this, I thought you would love this. But they there's a certain hover bike called the Hover Surf Scorpion Three and it is used by the Dubai uh police force. Um <laughs> Dubai I believe is in um the United Arab Emirates. It's like there in the Middle East. That's yeah. so perfect for the yeah. fact that things, Dubai police. Things. First off, Dubai yeah, first. I, have a, I have something about that, Mia. Mia, I have something about that. Two things. First, love the name. Name is awesome. The Hover Surf Scorpion 3. It's a cool thing right there. But my, the main thing that's making me laugh right now is the fact that you mentioned Dubai police. Now, I don't know if any of you know this, but you know how here in America we have, like, Crown Victorias for our cars, for police cars? Right. Or, like, the Dodge Chargers or something like that? You know yeah. what Dubai have? They have Lamborghinis. They have, like, sport cars that they use for they, – they, they do. Dubai's like, ahead of us, man. I was about Dude, to well, – But, like, their entire country lived in one city, though, so, like, they have, to have stuff there. Good, good for them. <laughs> yeah. And, dude – Real quick, fun fact, Dubai wasn't even that big of a city like 20 or 30 years ago. Are you it wasn't. from Dubai, Brody? What is this? What are you... No, I just, I what watch. What these facts? This, I, I watch a show called Grand Tour, and they told me these facts, okay? Oh, okay. These people you, try. You these, retain these a lot of information. You're like, fun facts about Dubai. <laughs> now, they have yes. a really cool police force thing. I have actually heard about that, but I did not know they had these hover surf things. But it's it's way cool. Um, I'm pretty sure that they have them in like red and black, so they look really cool. Yeah. Anyway, cool. <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of all I wanted to talk about for hover bikes. I think these things are really cool. Um, I don't know how they would be used because there's a lot of laws against them being used on like highways and stuff. Um, obviously for, because they're slow and they don't go very far, but they do look pretty cool. <laughs> they could make it a sport. Yeah. Like. Like, you know, Dubai police force or like any police force just using hover bikes. Shout out to Dubai. They, they can only go 13 miles. So all you have to do, all you have to do is drive like 41 miles an hour for over 13 miles and you can just get away. I think that, I think um, that's like the average, but I think some can go more like the, the ones that the cops use. Some, some go 40 miles per hour for up to 15 miles. I think that's like the commercial standard for them, but I think they get maybe like custom ones. <clears throat> Very cool stuff. Yeah. All right, so we're going to be switching gears here a little bit. We're going to talk about Amazon's drone technology. 
So this is something they've been working on for the last decade or so. Um, they've always been talking about how they want to switch to drones. And I think there's a lot of issues with this, but um, very recently, actually, some some tech news for this is that the Federal Aviation Administration um, the, or the FAA or whatever you want to call it has cleared these skies for Amazon to launch these drones. And I, I think that's, I think it's good, but it's also bad at the same time because I think there um, will be consequences to those actions. Yeah. Because I was always under the impression that, like, someone had to, like, drive those drones. Like, if the Amazon dude didn't want to go up to your porch because you had a bunch of dogs, they could just, like, put the drone over or something. Uh, I wouldn't do I that in my house. It's just that, like, they're going to have to be manufacturing tons of drones. Like, Amazon isn't just, like, America. It's, like, everywhere. You know? And they're going to have to be regulating these drones and... It's just, it's kind of suspicious, you know, <laughs> because they're going to have to know where, like, cars are at and stuff. Because, like, what if I'm walking to my house and nobody's controlling a drone and the drone just, like, takes the route and then it just hits me in my head? Like, what is, like, <laughs> what is that how that's going to work? Is somebody going to be driving? Is there going to be a camera? Is there going to be, like, motion detectors or something? Or Well, like, I, I kind of have a conspiracy with this because... Um, Amazon is claiming that they're trying to roll this out now because the pandemic is going on and they're trying to keep their employees safe. Baloney. Yeah, baloney. a bunch of baloney. It's so much garbage Lies because you know they're deception. trying to... <laughs> no, no, Ben. A few things Heresy. that you just missed. So Heresy, like, lie, uh... and deception. <laughs> Lies and deception. But Ben... So I think was it me that you just said like um if they have like dogs or something they could just like drop it off with the drone? I'm just oh, gonna no, say something funny real quick. Been. That would not be a good idea at my house because my dad's dog will jump ten feet in the air and take that thing down. The thing <laughs> is, is, is like, I mean, I'm not saying somebody couldn't go up to your delivery man, beat him up, and steal the package. But, like, I feel like it's kind of easier for people just to, like, attack a drone and, like, take your package. Dude. I'm not saying that anybody would do no, that. No, no, that's no. kind of crazy to, like, take out a drone to get a package. But okay. I don't know. There's if just ever... a lot of concerns. No, no. There's just, like, there's just going to be, like, kids or something or just, like, full-on adults with, like, shotguns or something. Just, like, dove hunters <laughs> just, like, sitting there just, like, waiting to see if any, if any drones will fly over. I can honestly see that. I can see that happening, like, yeah. Or like like little kids with like BB guns who are just like, all right, aim for the motors, <laughs> just like mm -hmm. fire. Yeah, I don't like, know. It's like yeah. a firing squad of people, of like little kids aiming at a drone, just like and just some guy at the back just going, fire. All right, let's see what we got. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. I haven't completely lost faith in Amazon, like in terms of like ethical issues or anything, because the drone can only carry up to five pounds, which means anything more than five pounds, they're gonna need someone to be carrying that for somebody. So yeah, only order things over five pounds, people. <laughs> We're gonna boycott Amazon, Amazon out of business. <laughs> Into the drones. Oh my goodness! But apparently, apparently, this drone is supposed to have that built-in spatial awareness stuff. I don't know what kind of technology that is, like that gives it spatial awareness. Like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like. Oh, let me just put this in, you know, it gets its spatial awareness. I feel like a lot of people might have conspiracy theories about it. You know? Like, I feel like somebody yeah. might be like... Possible. I don't know, there's some crazy people out there. There's someone that, like, thinks that we're all people that get shrunk inside of each other, so... 
There's still people that believe 5G makes you sick. Yeah. (laughs) No. 5G conspiracies. And that person has been. Wait, what? He thinks. Ah, yes. This time, Ben has become the conspiracy theorist, and I am the normal person. I I really don't know. This is a lot to... (laughs) What was that noise, Ben? Ah. I'm casting doubt on your claims. But... Anyway, um, basically, um, Amazon is going to call this project, uh, the, this product, the Amazon Prime Air, which is they always come up with like kind of cool names for this stuff, but like it's pretty simple, um, and it's likely to play a large role in the future of retail and shipping. Um, a lot of other companies have like been moving to this stuff. I think Walmart has made some strides, although I'm not completely sure. Um, I think even Best Buy has announced some stuff. Can you imagine if, like, there was a time traveler from the 50s that, like, came to our time right now? Oh, God. It would be so, like, they saw, like, oh, hey, there's the Walmart drone. I bet they would, like, freak out. <laughs> They're like, first like, of all, what's what is Walmart? that flying contraption right there? Yeah. Second of all, what is that flying in the air? <laughs> but no, no. Like, you know that the idea of, like, people are going to be waiting to, like, shoot down the drones? Like, just imagine... They'd, be, they'd actually, like, have net guns or something for the Best Buy drones just to make sure they didn't break the electronics. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Or they, they would just, like, shoot at it and then, like, pull it onto a mattress that's laying on the ground just to make sure that it wouldn't break. Well, would you – I don't know, Brody. Would you sue the company if the drone broke your thing? I mean, uh, uh, like, that's uh, who if you, you would sue, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I guess you have a point, but, like <laughs> – your package gets yeeted by a package thief. I'm coming for you, Jim. It just gets yeeted by a package yeah. thief. Ah, uh, yes. The package eater. Alrighty then. So I think that was pretty pretty good discussion. Um, I I I really like hover bikes. I think those things are really cool, but I don't really see the like a whole lot of use for them other than they look cool and they do cool stuff. It's not that. But they like, do. like a practical use. That's right. Well, while you were talking about it, I looked up a picture of one. That is pretty cool, but I would not feel safe on that. Not unless there was like 40 different straps holding me onto the bike. See, some people just like to live life on the edge, you know. Get to feel the wind in your face or something. I don't know. Like Larry. (laughs) Oh, yes. And And then we also, you know, the Amazon drone technology. I think it's cool that like technology is advancing but there's also the ethical problems with that that like hey maybe they're they're not gonna hire people anymore because drones are a lot cheaper because they don't need health benefits and stuff but but yeah i mean thanks for joining me guys um i think that was that was fun all right uh, we're going to move on to the this or that segment. Wait, okay, I'll, I'll, read, I'll, I'll, I'll read, I'll read you that. Let's get go there. Okay, so. Just the amount of pauses that were in between each, like, we're speech was just painful. Right. Okay, guys, right. we're moving on to the this we're or that segment on. where me and Brody are going to debate once more and Ben is going to mediate and do a terrible job at it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because last time it was bad. Anyway, let's go. 
Savage. I keep trying to. I, I I kept trying to end that segment, but we couldn't end it. Well, you well that's the thing. Like, you okay, guys, thanks for your opinions. Me, I like, really appreciate it. Now we're gonna move on to our next segment. See, that's a well, good no, no, ben, transition. It was, like, it was like you started talking, and then we didn't have anything to say. <laughs> well, you no, because he like was because he made can't it sound see like a Mr. Statement. James. He can't see Mr. James. He can't James. see Mr. James. So that's why I, I texted him and I was like, in oh. the segment. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, uh, I, I okay. Yeah, okay, well, let's move on because it's still no. recording, so. Okay. I was, I was like, laughing so hard, Mr. James, because I've seen you laugh for, like, Silencio. Silencio. Poor favor. Yo, 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 it's Christian, lead editor of The Canipa Saves the World podcast. It's time for everybody's favorite segment, This or That, moderated by producer Ben Roland. Okay, so on this segment of This or That, the question that we're trying to, to answer here is which Christmas, which Christmas movie is the best? And so we got Mia and Brody on the show again for this or that. And they each picked a Christmas movie. And Mia picked Elf. And Brody picked a Christmas story. So very, very interesting picks here. And so I want to hear what you guys have today. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Um, Brody, you can start. Well, thank you, Ben. All righty. We're going to get started off today. Uh, so just to start off with Mia, you changed... Your, you changed your movie well, right before we started a, this. I hadn't officially decided. I was just going back and forth because I both, I love the Grinch and the Elf movies. So that's why I picked Elf eventually. <laughs> well, the only reason why I'm stating this for you listeners is the fact that I had like half a page prepared. That was just like it, half of my notes was just prepared for the Grinch. Okay. To stay, on, stay on your toes, the Brody. All right. All right, we're staying on target. You didn't Anyways, even tell me you got a Christmas tell right now, so. Okay, okay, okay. So, for your listeners, my movie is the timeless classic, A Christmas Story. Now, the main reason why I chose this film is because I have a personal, like, stake in it. So, or not stake, whatever it is. Anyways, the main reason why I love this movie is because I've been forced to. Every single Christmas for as long as I can remember, every single Christmas morning, every single Christmas day has just been a Christmas story. Endless, Wait. like over and over again. So you only Brody, liked the movie yeah. because you were forced. <laughs> yes. Like after a while, it's just like, eh, this isn't bad. Interesting. Anyways, this movie is, um, this movie is from, the, is, this movie is from 1983. Uh, ugh, sorry, I can't think. Anyways, Mia, you go ahead. I, I, I have, okay. I'm really messed okay. up right now. I got it. I'll take the lead. So, um, Elf. Please do. Elf. I've always loved Elf since I was a kid. I think my, my aunt actually was the first one to sit down and watch it with me. Because I spent a lot of time with my aunt around Christmas. And so we watched like movies like The Grinch, Elf, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And Ben, have you seen that movie, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? It's like a claymation. Yes, everybody yes. has seen Rudolph yeah, okay, the Red-Nosed okay. Reindeer. <laughs> You're right, it is a classic. But um, so Even the I've guy, seen it. I was watching a documentary on it, and the guy that watched that movie, 
he was so inspired by it because he wanted to create another timeless classic like that that had kind of like the same principles of claymation but still also told a really fun tale so that's how he created elf and when he created elf if you look at the actual movie it was actually created in a really fun kind of cool way i I've always been interested in like directing and stuff like that. So it's, it was interesting to hear from the director as he talked about the movie. And so he talked about how, you know, they had to like, they had to buy higher claymation people to go in and get that kind of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer feel with, do you remember when Frosty this, you've seen Elf, right? Um, I have seen Elf. Yes. Um, okay, so I remember like when he like ate the candy spaghetti or yeah, the maple yeah. spaghetti or whatever the syrup, that was. The syrup and spaghetti, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's this scene where um, the snowman, it's like this claymation snowman is talking to Buddy the elf. And the whole story behind elf is that it's like um, there's an elf and he's kind of out of place in Santa's workshop. And everyone's like, well, he's weird because he's super tall. And one of the cool ways they actually filmed that was it was like forced perspective and so they had to make like a really big desk for buddy and then everyone else was pushed to the back of the room with normal sized desk and so depending on the angle that they filmed from they were able to make it look like buddy was this huge guy compared to the rest of the people when in actual like real life he was just the same size as them just maybe a little taller and so um the guy also talked about how when he made the movie it was a lot to do with his like relationship with his father and how he wanted to make a movie that kind of conveyed um i think i don't know if it was his dad i think his dad died when he was younger and so he wanted to can make a movie that kind of conveyed the love between a father and a son and so i think that's really sweet about the movie and i think you know the claymation and and all the different details that went into making the movie make it a very a, a timeless tale it really does and it's something that's funny for kids you know because there's a lot of funny jokes like eating the syrup spaghetti and then there's also yes. more like age appropriate jokes for older people that i don't really want to say but but there's just there, older jokes that people favorite, can laugh at there's something for everybody i know yeah yeah and i think that makes and it a real cool movie not to mention i don't know how to say her last name i think it's Des deschanel i don't know how to say it but zoe i love her in that movie she does a great job in that movie so <laughs> Yeah, I, I love Elf. I well, think Mia, it's a really great movie. Mia, okay, I, l I let you talk. This is a bit more civilized. I know like a lot of people are like, why is it so civilized? But I'm just letting you talk because we're in the Christmas spirit right now. Anyways, one I'm of my favorite scenes real quick, Mia, because I do enjoy I, I do enjoy Elf, Mia. I really do. Mm -hmm. I love Will Ferrell. One of my favorite scenes from that movie is when he's in like the bottom part and he's dancing on the table. He does like the Russian Where? dance. Oh yeah! Did you Where know they put, that like... that was actually filmed inside of an insane asylum? <laughs> what? Yeah, it was like an old insane asylum that they were trying because they had a cheap budget because Will Ferrell and the director of that movie they weren't popular at all. That was Will Ferrell's breakout movie because everyone saw that and they were like, "Oh wow, this guy's really funny." And so I think he did SNL before that, so he kind of already had a reputation, but. Um, yeah, they did that in an insane asylum because they had such a low budget. Everything, they filmed like the beginning in New York and then the rest of it where it was like the dad's office and then the work office and the mall, it was all in L. So it was pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> I did not know that fun fact. Anyways, uh, let me explain my movie, please. So <laughs> okay. Mia, uh, the, main reason, the main reason why I like this movie is because it's very relatable to me. Like, so basically it's, it's very relatable to everybody. Because it's about this little kid who he only wants one thing for Christmas, one singular thing for Christmas. But everybody's like, nah, it's too dangerous for you. Because he wants like this little Red Ryder BB gun, like a little air rifle. 
Yeah. And I actually I had one of those as a kid, so I know how I know how he feels. And so it's just very relatable to the fact that it's like he's doing everything he can to get this one gift, but everything's against him. Because my parents, although they weren't very, like, they weren't very strict about what was safe for me, they they did draw the line at some like guns and stuff, and like little air rifles. But yeah. it's just the fact. That, yeah, you probably don't get it because you didn't live like I did. But <laughs> well, my dad let me have a BB gun when I was pretty young, so I didn't really have to. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact about me, everybody. Anyways, so my main reason, like I keep saying, it's one of the most relatable things to me because it's just like, it's so relatable to me because this is what I, this was what I was like as a kid. I only wanted like one thing. I think, I mean, like, so, I, I like the movie, but like, there's just some things in it. Like the jokes don't really fall for me. Like when I hear that, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't remember ever laughing at that movie. Like even when I've like the whole thing with like that kid that got his tongue stuck on the pole and stuff like that. Like that's just not funny to me now. And I guess it's because I just have a different type of comedy that like I'm older now. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's yeah, just not really. It's like, it's, it's like when you, for me, that happened for me too, but it was like, it was funny to me on the inside. Like uh, there were some scenes where it's like, I couldn't hold it in. And I was just like, yeah, that's funny. But it's like, there were, most of the scenes were just inside. like you laugh on the inside. Yeah, you you enjoy it like, but quietly. And you gotta admit, one, some of the like the most popular Christmas and just like quotes in general come from this movie. Like obviously, you'll like shoot what? your eye out. That's from oh. this movie. And then one of my favorites is the uh, what was it called? Um, Fragile, huh? Must be French. <laughs> like <laughs> that came from this movie. A lot of people don't know, that, but that came from this movie. And so it's just like, you real quick, you name some of like the most, some quotes from Elf that have been, that are used like all over media now. Well, like name some. I mean, just... I can't, I don't know if that's a good measure of Christmas movie, <laughs> but I can't really. Well, it's a matter of like popularity in Christmas movies. Like, well, I think the fact that Will Ferrell was in that movie alone and how he blew up from that movie is good enough if you're talking about like popularity or notability of a movie not to mention that that girl zoe she went on to be in a lot of popular movies i think that was actually before she did 500 days of summer which was a really popular movie and will ferrell has i mean a ton of different movies i can't really name any of them right now but Step Brothers. yeah well yes. that i was trying Step to find one appropriate anyways <laughs> but um yeah he's been in a lot of movies i can look it up let me see but I just remember him from well, Elf. That, like, that was the thing. first Will Ferrell movie that I watched. And then after that, it just started like, I, I don't know. I well, think me, it's not so much about the actors more as the movie in general. Because like the one thing about A Christmas Story that a lot of people will agree with is that it was, it's like a, like I said, it's a timeless classic. Like it's not, like my, my view of popularity of Christmas movies isn't just about how kids enjoy I wouldn't it. It's say also that about it's, how I wouldn't adults say that enjoy it's timeless. It. When I use the like, word timeless when I'm talking about Elf, I'm talking the idea of like a father and son's love being timeless. But that movie was, when was that movie made? Like the 70s, 60s, something like that? It's not that 80s? old. 80s? It, oh, it was, it was 80s. I said, it, I said it before. It was 1983, but still. So okay, is but just like but the, no, no, the story of, of a kid who just wants, who like a kid who's trying so hard to get the one thing he wants for christmas just the one thing and he's trying so hard to get it but everything's against him and overall he triumphs over it and he gets it in the end and just like it it's just one and of the, he shoots really his funny. eye out <laughs> no he doesn't he doesn't shoot his eye out he shoots his glasses out 
okay. if, you're, if you <laughs> want to be technical. And even that, okay. he doesn't even get it. He just like the BB bounces off an icicle that hits him in the eye, knocks his glasses off, and then he stomps on his glasses. Wait a second. The BB never even came near his head. What are you talking I about? I don't think that's necessarily timeless, though, because not a lot of people. I mean, nowadays, like you kind of see parents changing the way that they parent their kids. And a yeah, lot of but... people get what they want. I mean, they want to give, they get it. You know, I mean, that, which, don't get me wrong. Is... There's probably still some parents out there that have like a hardcore yes. parenting style. Um, my but, parents especially well <laughs> well i'm just saying like i don't know if it's I, I don't know to me the movie's just kind of boring it's kind of outdated and the jokes don't really land for me but i mean that's just my opinion on it you can love it i'm sure it's very special well, hey, well hey 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 there is there is one thing that everybody will know from this movie everybody will know from this movie and that is the pink rabbit costume the full-on onesie that that kid has to wear he looks like a pink nightmare like come on everyone knows that like a lot of people that you kind of remember it well of course mia there's one thing about you and i that's different is that we don't watch the we don't watch the same stuff like i'm a movie guy that's obvious but you don't you apparently watch a lot of plays and musicals and stuff like that brody that's not me (laughs) oh you just okay whatever brody um ben you want to chime in here and see what your opinion is on everything uh, so wait, do we got any closing closing thoughts, closing statements before before I make my decision? Well, I feel like both of us kind of like we didn't exactly explain the whole, whole story. I mean, you've seen of both, either right? of ours. I, I have seen okay. both movies. Um, okay, cool. Well, yeah. I'm not really much of a Christmas movie person. I like, you know, I thought they were both just fine of movies. However, however, um. I have to. I have to, to say that after hearing you guys discuss this, I I realized I didn't know enough about Christmas Story to maybe like get a a full thing about it because it's been several years since I've seen the movie, and I think I saw Elf like it's been about maybe a year. I haven't seen it quite yet this year, but anyway, um, I, I've I've seen both movies a bunch of times, and I, I really have to say that I think. Elf is probably a better movie for me. Dang it. But yeah. that's just my opinion, Brody. Because I, well, I think A Christmas Story is still a really good movie. Okay, I'm fine. Elf is I'm like, fine Elf, with Elf is like a Elf, Elf is a classic, man. Like, there you it's go. Up, it's I, up I'll there agree with... with that, too, because I, Mia, although I'm arguing for the side of Christmas Story, this isn't very good for my argument by saying this, but I actually really enjoy uh, Elf. Yeah. It's I a do. good movie. It's a good like, movie. Like it's it, it it's I say I say that the Christmas Story is a timeless classic, and th- I only use Christmas Story because that was the major movie I watch every Christmas. But Elf still holds a very dear place in my heart as like a classic movie. Will Ferrell. Elf awesome. is probably up there with The Grinch for me. Those are both yeah. really good movies. The like really just good. classics. The Grinch is a good one. The Jim one with uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah. But, but anyways, yeah, I I I'm sad I think, that I'm lost. I, but... I do think that Elf is better, but Christmas Story is still a really good movie, Brady. So there's no shame in liking a Christmas Story. Yes, no shame. Well, in I'm not I'm not like. mad because I'm staying in the Christmas spirit and I'm all happy. That's so, nice, Brody. I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. You, <laughs> Thanks, Mia. <laughs> well, anyway, I guess that's it for this or that segment. Right. Thank, thank you, everybody, for listening to our This or That segment. Um, 
we're gonna transition to our outro. <laughs> <laughs> Keep doing that. <laughs> um, Mia, can you transition? You don't have to say transition to our outro. Just say thank you for joining. We hope you enjoyed this segment. I was going to mention, maybe we could do an outro (laughs) with everyone involved, even including Christian, if we can bring him in, uh, where we just say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Is Christian sleep? We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Chris, where are you? Chris, come on, man. Get on here. All right, forget Christian. Uh, let's just go ahead and say the outro. We'll start with Mia, and then maybe everyone can just chime in at the end. Oh, wait, what are we saying? This is the end outro. of the podcast. Oh, okay. Just say anything like that? So, guys, this is the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Canipa Saves the World. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. We worked hard on it because it's a Christmas special and we all love Christmas so much. So thanks for listening to it all. We really hope you did enjoy it. Yeah, guys. And again, me personally, I wish you guys all a very merry and happy Christmas. Uh, Yeah, it was. Thank you for listening to our podcast. And have a happy new year. And have a happy new year. Because 2020 honestly sucked, and I'm ready for another year. Oh yeah, we're getting we're getting to 2021 pretty soon, guys. You can hold in until then. Okay, Merry Christmas, everyone. Alrighty, bye everybody. Bye.